Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington and I am your host. Today is a solo episode. I I think this is the third week now that I've been posting on Thursdays and I hope you're enjoying this little bonus episode every single week or perhaps it's just way too much of me, <laughs> too much of Cindy. Um, but I, I do want to take the moment because I had realized that for four seasons now, I had been speaking with other people and listening to them and their opinion and and they're talking about the research, but not taking the time to share who I am, my journey or my advice and opinions are. And research is important, um, but also it's nice to connect with people and to understand their journey. So today we are going to talk about something that really changed how I was parenting. And it has to do with the fact that we are really hard on ourselves as parents You know, it's funny because whenever I think about advice that I give to friends and family members, I'm always so compassionate around what I'm telling them. You know, it's okay that you made a mistake. Here, just try this instead. Or you don't have to have it right every single time. You know, learn from your mistakes or, you know, don't you don't need guilt. You don't have to feel guilt around it. Just move past this and, and, and let's, you know, the next the next day is a new day. It's a new start. But when I think about how I am with myself or how I was with myself, and I still have these moments, obviously, but I'm so much harder than I am Um, with my friends or family members. And I think that it's important that we remember that we have to give ourselves the same compassion. So today we are talking about the struggles we have and the guilt that we have as parents and how we could change certain ways and things that we're doing as a parent. It doesn't matter if your child is two weeks old um, or if your child is 15 years old. I think that everything we're going to talk about today really applies to you. Or by the way, I've been receiving emails from a few grandparents that listen to the podcast. It doesn't matter if you're a grandparent and now you're doing this a second time with your grandchild. I think that this applies to you as well. Before I begin, I just want to thank the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute at the Neural here in Montreal for supporting the Curious Neuron podcast. It's so important for me to share how grateful I am that this podcast is because of them. And the second reason why this podcast is still happening is because of you. So if you have not done so yet, please take a moment to rate the podcast on Spotify or Amazon Music if you use it now and um, on iTunes. And if you can leave a rating and a review as well on iTunes, please do so. Please take that moment because without those ratings and reviews, it's telling the people that are supporting me and 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 the stats and the algorithms that you're not enjoying it. So please take that moment. And as a thank you, send me an email when you do write that review and, and rate the podcast. Um, and I will send you a free PDF of Meltdown Mountain. This is our most popular PDF on our website at curiousneuron.com. It's a visual and a guide to help you with your child and their emotion regulation skills. It's a visual of a mountain so that they know exactly what it feels like to start feeling dysregulated and I'll give it to you for free as a thank you. Um, as you all know, I have become recently the co-founder of Wondergrade. So if emotions are something your child is struggling with, you can check out wondergrade.com or follow us on Instagram. It's an app that will help your child learn how to cope with all these big emotions and also teach you how to support them. Uh, we have a lot of really interesting uh, features that are coming up as well in the next couple of months. So stay tuned and and know that we are there to support you and I am there to support you and your child's emotions. 
All right, so I posted something on Instagram tonight. Um, I'm saying tonight because it's Wednesday night, but this will be live. This podcast episode is coming out on Thursday. Um, But basically, I wanted to address the fact that we often have a lot of guilt around mistakes that we're making as a parent. I feel that we need to step away from that. And I know it's easier said than done. This is something I struggled with a lot, still do. Um, But, you know, again, we're so hard on ourselves. And I think that we often hear... the noise that's around us, and you might be experiencing this as well. Sometimes it could be your parents or your in-laws or friends that are feeding their child a certain way or taking, you know, following baby led weaning or don't think you should let your child um, sleep in their bed alone or or they think your child should sleep beside you. Every single person will have their own way of raising their child and that's okay. It doesn't make your, your way wrong. And I think sometimes we often you know, uh, make it black or white that the way we're parenting is either right or wrong, but a way of parenting might be right for you. And a way of parenting might be right for your child. You might have a child that, you know, you've applied every single positive parenting advice that you can find and it's not working for them. And that's okay. You'll have to apply, um, one of the tips that I'll, I'll, I'll offer and I could share it now, but the more we start really listening to our child and listening to ourselves, what are our needs? Reconnecting with ourselves um, and reconnecting with our child, things might start falling in place a little bit. We have to kind of block out that noise. Again, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whether it's educators, everybody will have their advice. And that's okay. Most of the time, not all the time, <laughs> but most of the time, you know, people are giving advice and it's coming from a good place. Um, you know, if you haven't asked for advice or you maybe you did and now you regret it, <laughs> you know, it's it's important that we we block out all that noise that's around us um, and, and really focus on the family that's in front of us, whether it's our partner, our kids, all of us together. We will make mistakes together. And that's cool. That's okay. We don't have to get it right the first time. If we start looking at it that way and start moving away from picturing it as right or wrong or, or what other people are doing and that looks like it's working really well for them, might be the right way. It doesn't mean that it's going to apply for you in your home. It, it, let's stop using that those words, right or wrong, good or bad, and, and just figure out what, what works for you and your family. And, and part of figuring out what works for you and your family, by the way, is making mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes as a mother, as a father, as a caregiver, as a grandparent. It's okay to say something and realize, oops, that didn't work very well, or child, the child didn't respond to that, or that didn't make me feel good inside. Maybe you've been doing something or saying certain things or saying it a certain way to your child or grandchild, and now you're realizing that their behavior is different or that they're they're disconnecting from you and it's okay to reevaluate. And that is the whole point of today's episode um, is, is kind of taking that time. So if you've been stuck in this kind of guilt and I, I just got off a podcast with um, Alexandra from um, her podcast, which why escapes me right now. It's uh, this family. <laughs> it's a top podcast. Why am I forgetting? But just to say, so we were just recording this and the, the, the point of that is we as, as um, you know, by the way, the podcast is called This Family Tree. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yes, we were talking about how we are just so hard on ourselves and that this guilt starts to 
come into like a snowball effect kind of thing, right? So we might feel guilty that we yelled at our kids last night. And I asked everybody on Instagram to tell me what they feel guilty the most about. And what's coming in is whenever they lose patience with their kids, um, whenever they yell at their child, whenever they don't um, uh, feel like they, they really saw their child for what their needs were and they missed something, right? So we have a lot of guilt around that. And that's fine. Um, my guilt comes from, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I, I tend to try to balance a lot uh, on my plate. And, and sometimes I feel like I'm not giving everybody the attention that they need, including my kids. Um, and that's just because we're homeschooling the kids, we're running businesses, we're, there's cooking and bedtime and, and all of that in between. So, you know, sometimes a couple days pass or a week passes and I'm like, oh, I, I, I really didn't take the time I wanted to, to sit down with my kids. So I do have guilt around that. Um, but what we have to make sure is that when we do have guilt around something, know that it's coming from a good place, right? You're having this guilt because you want to try to do what's best for your child and give them everything you possibly can. And if you feel guilty that you can't offer them something at that moment, tomorrow's a new day. Let's not let that guilt snowball into the guilt of the next morning because we couldn't prepare the breakfast that they wanted or we couldn't, um, you know, the shirt that they wanted was in the laundry and we couldn't give them that red shirt that they wanted. Um, that's okay. We have to move past those little moments of guilt and and really focus on the child in front of us and and listen to their needs. Before we can listen to their needs, we have to listen to ours. So, the three tips that I offered everybody online today on Instagram, um, if you're not following us on Instagram, it's curious underscore neuron. All the links are in the show notes. Um, but really, I said to first be kind to yourself, because in these moments of feeling like you're a bad parent or you're failing at all of this, just start with self-compassion. Know that you are trying your best and, and know that you will make mistakes. Mistakes are actually really important. And the more that we model this to our child and our children and show them that it's okay to make mistakes, then when they start school or if they're in school already, then perhaps they'll be more comfortable with mistakes than maybe our generation is, right? Because sometimes many of us had to be perfect and an 80% wasn't enough in school or 90% wasn't enough. Think about how you grew up and how this might be impacting you and how you think at this point you have to be a perfect parent. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be, that I actually think there's a beautiful part of parenting where we don't know everything. We're not supposed to know everything. And even if you've read every single parenting book, and even if you have a PhD in neuroscience, by the way, it doesn't mean that you will be a perfect parent. And that's okay. You will be the parent that is learning as you go. And you want to make sure that you take the time to reassess everything. That is the most important part. So if something's not working very well, are you reassessing that situation to see how you can possibly make changes that will benefit you and your children? So all of this starts with really taking the time to be kind to yourself, that self-compassion, and allow yourself to make mistakes and not carry that guilt and, and be able to move on and to... Um, appreciate mistakes because that's how you learn. It's how you learn who you are as a parent and it's how you learn who your child is and what they need from you and how they need it from you. So first is to be kind to yourself. The second one is to reconnect with your child. This um, I've experienced myself with my three kids where there was a period of time um, at the beginning of the pandemic where everything was off and 
just taking the time to reconnect. If you feel like your child's behavior is off, the home environment is off, everything is off, you're failing at everything, uh, work, you're behind, I encourage you to take a few moments every single day, let's say 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be more than that. If you can find 10 minutes to connect with your child every single day, to connect fully, put the phone down, no, no, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> don't listen to my podcast while, you know, while you're playing with them or anything. Um, but just really, and I'm joking, by the way, I, nobody listens to my podcast when, when they're playing with their kids. Um, but all this to say, just disconnect from your phone um, and disconnect from everything that's outside, you know, externally that would um, make you lose focus and not be present in the moment with your child. 10 minutes a day, of being present and connected with your child. And that's what will make a difference. You might hear certain things because during play, if your child is struggling with behavior at school or daycare, that's when you can reenact it. That's when you could recreate that situation. If they made another child feel bad or if another child made them feel bad and now they're acting out. Maybe there's a teacher that's speaking to them a certain way and it's not making them feel safe or seen. Um, just having those conversations. I don't know if you guys have these. We, we've we've done it a few times where we have like these family meetings. And even if, even if your kids are young, you can still have these moments where you listen without judging. You listen without um, um, trying to offer help. Just listen. We, we always want to solve problems and move past emotions. I was just having this conversation with Alexandra on her podcast um, where we, you know, I'll get emails from parents asking me, how do I help my child with anger? Or how do I help my child with worry? And and those are very um, prominent emotions. But what I've never received an email about is how do I help my child with sadness? And it's interesting to me because I think as a society, we all struggle with knowing what to do with sadness we push it to the, we push it to the side right we 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 get rid of it it's uncomfortable we don't want to cry um we we want to hide that crying we take deep breaths or we walk away or we hold it in when we want to cry what if what if we taught our child how to be sad <laughs> and and what if i don't even know how i got to this um but yes all this comes this because i was talking about reconnecting with your child man these solos are hard <laughs> I need somebody to talk to. I, I'm not a professional at talking to myself. <laughs> I've never learned this. Um, but all, you know, all this to say that you do need to take the time to um, connect with your child. And that I, I don't want to say guarantee because I hate that. I'm, I'm not a uh, salesperson <laughs> for, for your child's behavior. But I almost guarantee <laughs> that you'll see um, a small change in their behavior and you might see a change in the way that you guys are connecting. And the more that they feel seen and connected to you, the easier it'll be to have difficult moments uh, when you yell at them or, you know, you made a mistake and you need to repair that moment. It's going to really help um, that you've taken those moments to connect with them. The last one, I said it before, and it's it's really important that we do this if we, we do want to move away from feeling like we're bad parents, is really to shut ourselves off from everything else that is happening around us, whether it's our neighbors or friends or family, whether it's advice or being on Instagram and thinking that all these perfect activities that people are preparing for their kids, um, that's, that, that's reality. Because it's not, by the way, when I started Kirsten on Instagram, 
I, I was creating these activities and the three seconds that the, the activity looked really nice, those three seconds before four little hands jumped into the activity, that was when I took the picture. <laughs> that was when I, I posted about it and said, hey, try this activity with your child. I didn't take the after picture. I did it a couple times because I needed to to be honest with what it looked like. It was a mess. And some of these activities looked good because, hey, we placed beautiful little blue beads and a little truck and, uh, I don't know, some figurines and whatever it was but my kids didn't play with it they didn't care sometimes they did sometimes they didn't but I think that it's important that we express our mistakes more often and that we make parents feel like they're normal because we're all normal and we're all going through the same thing and you are not alone so let's just ignore the perfection that we think it's perfection because behind the doors we don't know what's going on and if somebody is giving you lots of advice or if you have if you have parents or in-laws um that are are trying to tell you how to raise your child you could remind them that they had their moment with their child whether it's you or your partner and they had the ability or not the ability but the um they were able to make their own mistakes and learn from the mistakes maybe and that they had the um, moment to raise their child how they wanted, this is your moment. And and this is your moment to shine and make mistakes. <laughs> and that both are fine. And that you totally appreciate their advice, but you're, you're going to try the way you want. And if it's messed up and it doesn't work out, you'll learn from it and you'll do it differently next time. Um, and it's important that we do that. And if you are a grandparent listening, I know there are some, um, you know, I, like I said before, I think it does come from a good place. I think um, even myself, I have amazing in-laws and a mom who really wants to offer her advice and help. And, and, and you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's um, just supporting our child and saying, is this, is this what you really want? Is this what you want to do with your, your own child, my grandchild? And if that's what feels good to them, support them, help them feel seen. The same way that I'm saying we should be doing this my generation should be doing doing this with their children. You can do this with your children as well, which ha- now have their own children, right? Help them feel seen and supported. Take the moment to reconnect with them, even if it's 10 minutes a day. <laughs> now I'm talking to the grandparents. Um, but just really helping somebody feel seen, including ourselves, helps us when we feel that we are failing as a parent. Now, here's the important part, and then I'll leave you alone for the rest of the day. But once we have done these things, once we've we've assessed and reconnected and all of that, sorry, not reassessed, once we've connected with ourselves, with our children, and we're we are ignoring what is happening around us and what people are telling us, now it's time to not make the same mistakes twice or three times. Now, as a parent, we have to take the time to assess what is going on, to acknowledge that we made a mistake and this might not be the right way to do it. But then what? Now is the time that we reevaluate the situation. And it's kind of, you're kind of approaching it the same way as you would in a business, right? You, you've you noticed sales aren't coming in and this was the marketing strategy you had. Okay, let's flip it around a little bit. Let's change things and see if tweaking part of our communication in the, strat- in the marketing is going to change how sales turn out. You know, like we need to do the same thing within our home uh, with our children. If something is not working um, with our child and we notice that we're making the mistake over and over again and we're yelling, let's say, 
yelling a lot after dinner or before dinner? What can we change in the environment that will change that moment? What can we be more aware of or mindful of within ourselves that will change how we approach the situation? Do we need to learn emotion regulation skills? Do we need to work on our mental health? Do we need to, um, you know, feel seen by somebody? Maybe our needs aren't being met somewhere, but just really taking the time to reevaluate. And if we do have guilt around something, what can we change? Is there something we can change? So a lot of parents saying that they have a lot of guilt around not being present with their child or um, yelling at their child. That's okay. But what are you doing to try to minimize that? What are you doing to be more present? Are you setting a timer for 10 minutes um, at some point during your day and putting your phone away so that you can spend time with your child? Are you, if you're yelling too much, what are you doing to try to yell less? Are you applying that um, meter that I've spoken about before where when you wake up, you envision this sort of, I don't know, um, I I always think of Mortal Kombat (laughs) Um, and, and that sort of lifeline that you had above you. So, you know, it would start off green and then you'd get kicked, you know, a couple times and then the bar or the energy bar or lifeline whatever it's called ends up being yellow and then it goes into red and then it's red flashing and then that's it your character dies what we can have the same visual in our minds throughout the day to assess how we're feeling so if you're yelling a lot and you realize you're yelling a lot at the beginning of your day is it because you're stressed about going to work you can't change that part you can't change that you're stressed about going to work especially if your kids aren't cooperating but what can you prepare the morning before that will change the next morning. Uh, sorry, what will you prepare the night before that will change what you were doing that morning? What can you change in your outcome when you wake up? Can you, uh, you know, uh, take a moment to yourself and have the coffee before the kids wake up? If not, is there something you can do to just make that morning a little bit easier? Always reevaluating and and figuring out what can I, what do I have control over, and what don't I have control over? Um, so all of this to say that parenting is hard. <laughs> I know that it is. Um, being a grandparent is hard too, and being an educator is hard too. Being with kids is hard. Uh, because we don't understand them and we have to at some point realize that you know we're going to make mistakes and I don't I don't ever expect anybody to be perfect um, for anything that they do especially parenting but we we all make mistakes and we're really hard on ourselves so take a deep breath (laughs) it's Thursday we're almost we're we're close to the weekend and just remind yourself that you are doing your best, but what will you change tomorrow if there is something that is happening all the time and and creating guilt in you and making you feel like you're a bad parent? What can you change today? Let's give it some thought. (laughs) And and I will see you on Monday. Uh, Monday is an interview, and I can't remember which one, (laughs) but it's a good one. It's always a good one. I think uh, is it a solo? Oh man, I can't remember. Anyways, you'll find out. It's a surprise. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the Curious Known podcast and for joining me on Mondays and now on Thursdays. Please, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast anywhere that you're listening to it. Um, please do it now before you continue your day. It will make a huge difference in Curious Neuron, myself, the podcast, getting support financially to keep this podcast going. I hope you all have a lovely and beautiful day. I will see you next time. Bye.